0: It was an exciting start to the events of the NFL Scouting Combine, but we're just getting started there. But still, everyone is talking about the quarterbacks, the what, the fast wide receivers, and especially hand sizes. I know you're probably tired of hearing about it, but I'm a guy who's covered Kenny Pickett at the University of Pittsburgh and what he did over the years to become the guy that's now being talked about as maybe QB1 of this NFL draft cat class. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Here on the Friday edition of Locked On NFL, it's going to be me and your boy Q of Locked On Raiders breaking down what we saw in the first day of the combine and how we see things playing out the rest of the way, as well as some other dates updates around the league. Let's get into the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Friday edition. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We're holding it down for you on a Friday. Remember, you can download this this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button to the Locked On NFL channel to get all of our content. You don't just get the episodes of this of this show, of this specific podcast. You also get all the clips, all the expert analysis that we give right here on the channel, exclusively on our YouTube channel. So do subscribe there. Q, my man. It's been a week and it's been an exciting week. How you doing?
1: Man, I'm blessed, man. And the thing about it is the NFL never sleeps, right? We say it's the offseason. Really, there's no offseason. I think that there's probably about a two to three day, maybe even a week at the most window in the year where it's like, okay, there's not really any NFL news. Besides that, there's always something going on in the NFL, of course, this week, highlighted by the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. So plenty to talk about, storylines of guys that are in the league and guys that are trying to get to the league. So a lot to get to on today's show.
0: Absolutely. And Q, there's a lot to talk about before we get to the combine. Got to talk briefly about the NFL basically doing doing away with their COVID-19 protocols. Yeah. This this means that basically all the testing, all the extra stuff they've done, all the restrictions they have, all that's going away next season. Or basically, you know, this right now with the off season, right. none of that's going to be happening. You know, if, if guys if guys end up getting sick, and that's nuts, that's one thing, you know, we'll see how the rest of COVID plays out, maybe you know, another strain comes, hopefully not, please. I can't take it anymore. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, Q, you know, I, I, people are saying we're back to normal. I'm still I'm just still skeptical because I thought we were going to be back to normal like three or four times by now.
1: Right. I mean, I think we all did, but look, I mean, this is about as close to normal as possible. It's great to hear that all the protocols are Mm -hmm. suspended. It's great to hear that guys don't have to worry about wearing tracking devices and social distancing at the facility. And uh, I'm assuming that that means that media is not going to have to go in and test once a week. I'm assuming that means we're not going to have to wear, uh, you know, tracking devices either. And we're going to be able to get back to, again, kind of a sense of normalcy and my hope, and I know that it's not defined yet, but my hope is that means that at some point we're going to get back into the locker rooms where we really can, Get you the good coverage. We really can develop those good relationships that we did before all this COVID nineteen thing happened So fingers crossed, we get back to that. I know it's not guaranteed, but man, uh, I I do feel good that at least they're suspending all the protocols and they did it effective immediately.
0: Now, yeah, they they did that. Now, Q, I hear you. I, I hope that that's the case with the locker rooms. I, right. I want to get back in. There. Right. You know, I miss, I miss that, but I'm not so sure they, that 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 happens right away because the NFL they want to control their narratives. They want to control how things get perceived and and they know that when when people are in the locker room, that's when some of the crazy stuff can start to happen and I, I feel like they've, they've they they might be sitting here saying, "Hey, like we control when th- when people talk, well, you know, we we know what's g- being said because everything's over Zoom and all of the other stuff." I'm concerned that the NFL is going to try to do the stupid thing and try to and try to limit still limit that part by not letting people back in the locker room all, all the time i think that that I think it would be a major mistake right but I just Knowing the NFL, I could see that happening.
1: I mean, it could, it could, but I mean, it, again, it's a step in the right direction. The way it's going right now, suspending the protocols, so I like that. Now, hey, we're talking about getting in the locker room. There's other guys that want to get into the locker room, like Kenny Pickett, a guy that you you covered like a glove there at Pitt. And I say a glove, and I kind of laugh because I wasn't really you trying to. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really trying to make a pun, but <laughs> apparently his uh, hand size is the biggest topic in the NFL right now. You know him, you covered him. Thoughts on Kenny Pickett and his hand size.
0: So, of course, if you're if, if you've been paying any attention to the NFL draft, you know his hand size was eight and a half inches. That's the smallest hand size. There's <laughs> no one in the NFL right now that has the hand size. The only successful quarterback with that hand size uh in, in recent NFL times was Michael Vick, and everyone's made a big deal about that. I don't think it's that I don't think the hand size is what needs to concern you about Kenny Pickett because a lot of people are saying oh he can't control the ball and I'm like well he threw for 42 touchdowns last year he was controlling (laughs) the ball pretty pretty good control (laughs) accuracy is pretty good on his part yeah he runs he runs a lot he uses his legs a lot and some people say oh well he'll be a fumble catch he'll be a fumble uh, you know uh, problem well a friend of mine, Chris Peake, who does great work for rivals.com. He you know, he's at Panther Lair. Check him out and all his work that he does. Um, you know, covering Pitt, just like just like I cover Pitt. But he pointed out this on this on Twitter. He said he went back over the last two seasons. Kenny Pickett has had 15 fumbles, and that's and that's a good That's that's, that's, a, that's a that's a significant number. Yeah. But you know who else has had around that number? Sam Howell has had 14. He's the UNC guy, bigger hands. Matt Coral, 14 fumbles. Big, you know, bigger, bigger hand size, Malik Willis, 20 fumbles, bigger hand size. And these are all again, two, two, you know, two seasons is, is what you're talking about. Is it worth the one extra fumble compared to those two guys that have 14? And it obviously didn't help Malik Willis to have bigger hands. I I think that's being overstated where I do think Kenny Pickett brings you serious limitations. If you go back to those combine drills and you watch some of those deep balls, he was throwing on the go routes. They didn't have the juice on him. And I've said this about Kenny. And again, I'm a proponent of Kenny Pickett. I think if you get him in the first round and you put him in the right offense, he will be an asset to you and he can help you win football games and even be part of a Super Bowl championship team someday. But his biggest limitation is if you get him and you think, oh, he's going to air it out and drop bombs deep down the field. He's a guy that he does not have the arm strength to throw ropes 40, 50 yards down the field. When he throw, starts getting down there, the ball hangs a bit. And you saw some mm. of those where the receivers had to slow up under it. Yeah, That happened a lot at Pitt with Jordan Addison, Jared That'll get Wayne. picked off. That'll get picked uh, off. And, 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 and in college, it works fine. When right. you get one Because he he's very smart. That's right. what I'll say. He's the smartest of these quarterbacks. He reads the field. And that's why he's avoided so many mistakes in college. But in the pros – You're not going to get – those passing windows are not going to be that open. He will get picked off, and that's something that I think people – a team has to take note of is, like, we we have to keep him in the 20 to 25-yard range of where we're throwing most of the time unless we get those one-on-ones where it's like, hey – just put it up. That guy's going to go get it.
1: Right, exactly. It's interesting, man. And, and again, I think that the uh, hand sign is being overblown. I really do. I think sometimes a lot of these drills at the combine – I know we're going to talk about speed in segment number two. I think a lot of these drills get uh, overdone, and sometimes a really talented player drops because they didn't do so well in the drills. Like uh, Orlando Brown, when he was at Oklahoma, the, the offensive lineman drops to the third round because he didn't block very well at the combine or he didn't go through the drills. Mm-hmm. He didn't bench enough. And that dude—I mean, you had to run a country mile to get around that dude. He was a hell of an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. uh, and the Ravens picked him up, and now Kansas City has him, and he's going to make a boatload of money because he's well a damn good uh, offensive lineman. So uh, I think sometimes some of these drills are, are overdone. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett, if, if as long as, like you said, the issues that he has with the the deep ball, the arm strength—if you can overcome that—I think that'll be the bigger issue than the hand size. So I just think that they're they're making a whole lot to do out of something that's. I think minor. I don't want to say it's nothing, but I think it's minor. So uh, I'm not going to hold it against him about his hand size, but uh, that deep ball accuracy and, and and some other intangibles that he might not have, or has to really develop. That's what I'd really be concerned with.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is, and I'll tell you again, as a guy who covered Kenny Pickett, if you want a leader, you got that tenfold with Kenny Pickett. When, when they lost to Western Michigan early in the season, he called a meeting. Like it was like, remember the Titans where he was like, (laughs) we ain't doing this again, boys. And, (laughs) that was the rally and like all season long, we would ask guys like, "Hey, what do you guys focus on this week?" It's like, "Well, you know, we remember what Kenny told us back in like week two, and oh, we let that happen again, and that right. led to Pitt winning their first ever ACC championship." That's the kind of leader that he is, on top of being a warrior who takes big hits and keep it gets up and fires up his team and does it in a classy way. And a person who I'm telling you, after like we would get done talking to him out on a podium after a huge win or a big loss, he would he would walk right off the podium. There'd always be a kid that would be like uh, that would be like make a wish, special needs, someone there who Pitt is bringing there to, to give them a special day and a special experience, he would walk right up to that kid and say, hey, kid, I don't care about these guys. Why didn't you ask me a question? And he he would find a way to connect to these kids no matter who they were, yeah. and you'd see the smile on their faces. That's who this guy is. He's he's, a, he's an awesome person, an awesome leader, and he's a very smart quarterback. He reads defenses, he, he, he's and he's accurate when he's throwing within his range. That's what makes him QB1, in my opinion, because none of these quarterbacks, and we could talk about Malik right. Willis, Carson Strong, whoever, Everybody's got a weakness. Yeah. There's no there's no quarterback that you're saying, well, he has the deep ball and he has the athleticism and he has the size and he has the smarts and the college experience that we all want. There's no quarterback that has that.
1: So let me ask you this as we wrap this up. Kenny Pickett's on the board at number twenty. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers take him? If
0: there's not a superstar like Devin Lloyd or one of those guys in another position, yes, they will. I, I do think that they 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 like him that much because here's the here's the thing is that the Steelers they recognize this ain't like the year for quarterback, but they want a quarterback. They right. don't, well, they, they don't need want to go one. into they, they 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 need one, but they're also in a position where they know their bet like they know next year is a big year for quarterback potentially. And they know that if they can get things solidified this year, if they fix the offensive line, if mm. they replenish the defense and they just, and they, and they just survive at quarterback this year, they can make next year a big year by, by saying, Hey, we're fine at most positions we're trading up and we're going and getting our quarterback that we really want. But if a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett falls to 20 and, you know, Tyler Linderbaum's off the board, Devin, Devin Lloyd's off the board, all the top corners are off the board that I think they would be like, you know what we like this guy let's bring him in and let's just build around him and and, and make it and make, and make it something nice so i do think that he would be in that conversation
1: all right there it is right there Book it. Right, write it down. Put it on in pen. Put it in permanent marker. Chris Carter said, "Candy you it to the Steelers? It's done. No, I'm just kidding. I, didn't,
0: I, I, just I put kidding. lots of contingencies in there.
1: I know, but I just act like I ignored all those because that's what I do. It's Friday. Why not? We're heading to the weekend. So there you go.
0: Yeah, that's, hey, listen, listen. that's that's my light skin in this for, for not putting <laughs> putting it down. I was just like, hey, I'm going to put all these other things in there. If this happens, and if this happens, right. then I can totally see this happen. But I do know from all, all, all sources, all people that are close to the situation, Uh, The Steelers really like Malik Willis. They really like him. So uh, you know, but I I also think both of those guys could be gone by the Steelers' pick because I think there's going to be some desperate teams for sure at quarterback this year. For sure. Um, But wide receiver was the was the position group that blew up literally Uh, in the in the the combine (laughs) Thursday. I mean, it was explosive. We're going to talk about the results there in just a minute here, but first. Let's talk about one of our great sponsors, BetOnline.net. Football season may be over, but basketball season is full steam ahead with both pro and college hoops well underway. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your best source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and you can even bet on the NFL scouting combine itself. If you're watching or listening to this show right now, I can tell you that you had an opportunity to, to make money because I, I said this all week long on the Locked On Steelers podcast, the number on betonline.net was the fastest time, wouldn't be better than 4.29 seconds on the 40-yard dash. On the first day that was knocked down by, by Tyquan Thornton and that's already gone. So if you put money down on that, you've already made money on betonline.net. Don't make, don't miss out on the rest of the combine. See what other props and odds they have on the NFL scouting combine that you can make money on by going to betonline.net. You can head to their website today or their mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. We're here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter, and your boy Q, keeping it rolling here. Q, them boys was fast out there. I was <laughs> like, whoa, these, they were just flying. I'm like, yo, he was fast and he was fast. Yes. It was a ridiculous
1: day watching wide receivers. Dog, let me tell you like this. 14 wide receivers ran under a 4 or four four three or under. 14. Four, that's flying. Now, there were some numbers right. that were extreme and crazy, and we thought that records were going to be broken, and then we found out that they weren't. But, man, yeah. those cats – and that's what I really, I'm really, i really confused about, man. You got a guy like Tyquan Thornton from Baylor, wide receiver. Uh, at first it said four two one. He doesn't run a 4-2-1. Yeah. Officially it comes out to four two eight. Okay, that seems like a lot, but okay, fine. I, I can somewhat mm-hmm. deal with that, okay? I can almost say, like, all right, well – it's not a record, but okay, four two one four two eight, fine. Mm-hmm. But then you have a guy like Chris Alave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, who originally ran a four two six, who really yeah, there, got everything that- going. Yeah, that was when everyone was like, oh, my goodness. Like, even I, I was like, oh, I didn't right.
0: fast, but 4 2 six?
1: What? I mean, every, it's so funny because like when these guys are running and all their speed, everybody was tagging me saying, oh, Q, that's the next Raider wide receiver. That's the next Raider wide receiver. That's <laughs> <the,"> I was <laughs> like, you can't have 14 of them. There's not 14 guys. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But they kept tagging me on Twitter. Here's your next Raider wide receiver. But Chris Alave, four two six, and then officially comes out a 4 three nine
0: yeah they added on point
1: oh like, uh, the
0: 13 point point13 13 how to his time I like that's that that's some like there's always buffer like like, like Did someone one, stop it and at
1: 35 you know right. a, instead of a 40 yard dash it was a 35 yard dash
0: I don't know how that how that happened. I, mean, I, I get it; these things are tough to grade, and there's always official things. You, and there's there's got there's multiple guys clocking it, and they got to like balance it out. And who was the official time? But it, it was a bit. That's much a this lot, year. dog. There, That's there's, a there's, lot. There's always buffer. There's always right. mistakes when that happens. But like, it's usually .05, Right. 0.08. A couple points and, like, here,
1: and, a couple points there.
0: Right, but not like
1: point thirteen. Okay,
0: Point thirteen—that's more than a tenth of a second. Right. And I know that sounds ridiculous. You're if you're listening to this in your car and you're like, "Really? Are they making a big deal about about more than a, just just a little more than a tenth of a second. But that stuff it really yeah, impacts. The, that's a big you know, deal. When you look at especially the wide receiver position, you know, yep. you know, at 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 a you at know you know quarterback and linebacker. Those aren't as nearly as big a deal, but a wide receiver—they're trying to see who flies. That could be right. a
1: difference in a million dollars. Mm-hmm. It you, really can. You know be. what I'm saying? It like. It can make you a first-round pick or yes. a
0: second- or third- or fourth-round
1: exactly. pick. Exactly. Like Tyquan Thornton, for example, I mean, from Baylor. He's a, a really good wide receiver, had a hell of a senior year. I thought he was going to be a third-day guy, straight up. Mm-hmm. Then when I saw he ran a four two one, I was like, whoa, well, he might just end up in the first day. And that's a big mm-hmm. difference between the third round and or, or the fourth round and the first round or the early second round. That's a lot of money. And so oh, wow. I just don't understand how it was that big of a difference. Like I like I said, like you said, the buffer, I get. That's not a buffer, man. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot. Uh, but there's other guys who I did think di- might have put themselves up from day two or day three into day one. The main one was Christian Watson. Yep. That guy, yep. holy smokes. I mean, that guy's one, he's 6'4. You already like the build of him. Yeah. But then he comes out and runs a 4'3'6 and an official 4'3'6, right. not, a, not, a, not yeah, an unofficial. Uh, not he not a runs a one. 4'3'6. <laughs> I think he had 136 inches on his broad jump. When I looked it up and I compared it, according to stathead.com, that is the fifth best broad jump in the history of the event when it comes to wide receivers that may need to be adjusted. Stathead can sometimes m- miss something, but I, I went back through their, their combine numbers and I was comparing it and I was like, wow, that's tied for fifth all time at the wide receiver position. If you're thinking broad jump, it's all about height. No broad jump is explosive, right? That's that, that often shows who's going to get out there breaks the fastest, who's going to beat the jam the, 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 the best. He did that. He did he had a great uh, vertical, vertical leap. Um, He made a really good case for himself. Um, We talked about Olave. You know, Garrett Wilson. I thought had a great showing because he was even faster than Olave with a four. That's his teammate. It's college teammate, and he did better than Olave. That, that shows you what C.J. Stroud was working with over at Ohio right, State this year. Right. Both Facts. of them dudes was monsters. Facts.
1: Facts. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's crazy, man. Just looking at some of these speeds and looking at these mm-hmm. guys, uh, a lot of them put themselves in really good position. Now, of course, you can't just judge it. We talked about in the first segment about hand sizes and some of the drills being silly or whatever. Like You can't speed just base it. Yeah, you can't base it solely on speed, but it mm-hmm. helps. That 40-yard dash helps. Obviously, the drills help. Ultimately, you go back and look at that. Tape. Look at the uh, tape. Ab- absolutely, because <laughs> because also because straight line speed ain't football
0: speed. No, because if if, if if you're if you can if you can run in a straight line faster than everybody, that's great. But if you can't run run and dodge people and do it and situationally behind your blockers at the right time, it don't matter how fast you can run. This ain't a track race. This right. is football. Right. Uh, but the, but there are some football players out there who looked good on tape. And then we're faster than we thought they were. Alec Pierce might have been the biggest riser, the Cincinnati wide receiver. Yeah. uh, he's another big, big boy. He's like, he's like 6'3. Man ran a 4.41 and he had the highest vertical leap. Uh, that, that he's a guy that maybe look at it, maybe, maybe not day one, but maybe early day two, right? He's gonna get a look. Another guy that pushed himself up, Sky Moore. Yeah, uh, he's a he, you know, he's a Western Michigan guy, he ran a 4.41 as well. He's the guy that. I'm telling you, Q, people were hoping that like he did he didn't run here in Pittsburgh or he did right. because he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. He went to he he went to Shadyside Academy, which was where Mike Tomlin's sons played. He caught passes from Mike Tomlin's sons in uh, in in high school football and so everyone in pittsburgh isn't like if he just falls to the third round we're just gonna bring him back home and it's gonna be great <laughs> right. now he ain't lasting no third no, round no. he's gonna be going to the second
1: yeah no and he's got some good traits man he's a damn good wide receiver of course uh there at western michigan but man he's a hell of a wide receiver uh he's not the biggest dude but man he got he got hand you want to talk about hand size he's got some hands he was like ten and a quarter, man. He was—I mean, Ben, mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Pickett needs to be like, "Hey, dude, let me borrow your hands to get measured real quick, and I'll give him back." But uh, no, I, I like—I like a lot that has to do with Sky Moore. I think that he's going to be coveted by a lot of teams, so that's definitely a guy to be on the lookout for.
0: sir sure, I mean, and and and, we're, and the thing is, is that we're talking about all these guys. We're still passing up on like the Traylon Burks yep. right, or or Jahan Dotson, who I yep. thought had a really good showing—four point four three. He had a four point four three, and we're like. Eh, like that's compared okay. to rest of these yeah, <laughs> like, 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 like what are we doing
1: here? It wasn't bad. Like,
0: it wasn't bad. And 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 Jahan Dotson, a guy I'm telling you, as a guy, who, who, he went he went to Penn State. And I don't cover Penn State, but I follow Penn State because they you know they're they're another team that's like consider the local team here in Pittsburgh. But man, he's gonna be a bad dude for somebody. Yeah, man. and and people who have had some Penn State wide right receivers like Chris Godwin. You know, you know what they like when they when they come in throw through when they're right. So like this could be a, a ridiculously good and ridiculously deep wide receiver class.
1: That's what and it is. We,
0: yep. we got a glimpse of them. Yeah, that's what but it is. It's
1: deep, man. It's really deep. Mm-hmm. That's that's something to get excited about. If you're a team that needs a wide receiver and what team really doesn't need at least one wide receiver, you can get one in this draft.
0: It's uh, you certainly can. You can wait. You, you can you can wait a while, too, because I think that there's going to be I mean, and also there were guys that didn't do this. Jamison Williams. We're still waiting to see, like, you know, what what will be his situation? How will he come back healthy this year? Uh, Drake London. Yeah. ESPN still has Drake London as the top receiver of this class, you know, and that's a 6'5 receiver for USC who was making big plays. What's going to happen with him? Right. You know, and it's 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 I'm very intrigued to see where this class goes um, and how this how these guys rise and fall. But there's another class that's not getting a lot of love. And we want to talk about what that class is. It's the running back position. And there's some really talented guys out there. That just aren't getting any love because people don't value running backs anymore. We'll talk about that and other things you can look for, out for in the scouting combine in just a bit. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the time of the year where people start giving up on their New Year's resolutions queue, but not us. We got Built Bar to help yep. us eat right and still enjoy eating right because Built Bars tastes oh so good. If you haven't tried the new puff flavors of Built Bars, you're missing out because they're the best tasting Built Bars around. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and puffed flavors can come in cinnamon churro flavor, coconut marshmallow, banana king banana cream pie and all so many great flavors. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they're low in calorie but high in protein. The built bars will only give you 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but they will pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average candy bar that has 240 calories Thirty grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. It's an easy decision. What's better for you while still tasting great? You can check out all the different Built Bar flavors. They have coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. All those flavors available and more that are being released every month. If you go to built.com right now, so go to built.com right now and be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D one five LOCKED15, and you'll get fifteen percent off your next order of Built Bars at built.com. Back here in the Locked On NFL podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's your, boy. He's your boy Q. Q, let's talk about the running back class. Now they're coming in here, but we've we've heard a lot of hype on the wide receivers this year. A lot of hype on the quarterbacks. Even though this is a bad "quote unquote" bad quarterback class, uh, you know they're talking about that. Uh, everyone's excited about the the offensive tackles this year, the, the guards, and the centers, the defensive line. Every everybody's getting hype except the running backs. And this is a year that it's not like there's not any talented guys in here. Kenneth Walker was a guy who was in position to be a Heisman favorite until like the last couple games of the season. Isaiah Spiller has, you know, NFL family ties, you know, he Texas A&M. He was a big player. Kyron Williams was really strong for Notre Dame. Uh, you got, you have another Alabama back and Brian Robinson Jr. You, you have talented dudes in this yep. class but it seems like the narrative that running backs don't matter NFL teams is winning out because nobody's talking about this running back class
1: yeah I know man and that's what I hate I really do I I love to watch a really good running back cook I mean you know the days of watching a guy uh, be a a, a single back uh, workhorse you know uh, that's really kind of gone and I hate that man and and you know I mean you're covering the Pittsburgh Steelers you remember Mm -hmm. the days of the bus you remember uh, Le'Veon Bell when he was right I mean you know you you remember all those great running backs I of Mm -hmm. course you know cover from the Raiders. I remember Marcus Allen. I remember Bo Jackson. Hell, Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. Uh, probably a guy that uh, a lot of people are looking at now saying, why in the hell would you draft him in the first round? I just hate that for the running backs, man, because they're so good and they're so valuable yep. to a team. But because of the wear and tear on their body, you see what the NFL does to them and these teams do to them, and I hate this. And that's why I never really get mad at players when they want to hold out for a better contract because these teams will literally run them to the ground. They will yep. give them carry after carry after carry after carry, and they'll earn every penny that they make, and then they'll earn an extended contract. And then when it's time to give them that contract, most teams will say, "Ah." thanks but no thanks and then they'll move on and get someone else uh that's a cheaper version of of that person and, and just move on i i hate that for the running back position i always tell people hey man if you're ra- raising your kids right now don't raise them to be running backs not that i don't like running backs they just don't get the longevity and they don't get the respect as other positions in the league
0: no i agree it's part it's part of the problem that, that i see right now I, and and like i see a lot of people say oh they don't matter i, I don't think that they don't matter they i definitely think matter teams, right yeah they, they definitely matter i mean and there's there's I think the biggest thing is there's just teams that you know that they it's 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 hard to get a very talented running back in a, a and keep them on turn and then have your have your shot. Because here's the thing is that oftentimes there's very few superstar running backs. You know, there's good running backs, but there's very few superstar running backs. And oftentimes when when a team gets them, their window to win with them is so small. Right. And I think that's the point that people have is that like we, you know, you know, why spend why get spend a first round pick on a running back that might last you five years when you can get spend that first round pick on an offensive tackle who might last you eight to ten. Right. And I I get that logic. And football's a business. It is a business. But I, 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 but, but I do think there's also a point where you got to realize and the Steelers realize this with Najee Harris. If you can get a guy who is the best of of his of his class, the guy a guy who can define the position, you know, the way that Derek Henry has For the Tennessee Titans, put him on your roster, make him a part, a major part of your offense, and he can make so many things easier for you and your quarterback and the rest of your team because he's he's grinding, he's grinding things out. I mean, I still say, you know, if if the Seahawks just give Marshawn Lynch the football, that man has two Super Bowl rings. They got ring, but instead they opted to pass. They try to get cute and they got intercepted. Right. I I think there's, and there's, I think there's plenty of teams that you know. You, you that, that could have done better if they had trusted their running back in certain situations, um, or you know, or, or just or if things worked out just a little bit differently. But point being, Q, this is a running back class that I think that people shouldn't sleep on. No, as far as you know, if like, if you need a talented back or if you need a complimentary back, this is a year to get it and not spend a, a whole lot to do it because I don't see a running back going in round one and I think it might take a cup. it might take a couple picks. Or more than a couple picks, maybe if like ten or ten or twelve picks before one goes in round two.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I do, and this is a deep, deep class when it comes to running backs, and so I think there's going to be a lot of running backs taken on day two and on day three. You know, so you're going to get a guy in round four that's probably a round two talent. I mean, it's just straight up. And uh, I like, I love Najee Harris. I think that's a great pickup by the Steelers. You know, but it's probably one of the last running backs that's going to go in the first round for a while. I mean, it's just unfortunate. But uh, man, I'll tell you, uh, as far as the business part of it goes, there's going to be a lot of talent spread across the league uh, in the running back position. I, I'm excited about Kenneth Walker. I want to see where he ends up going. Uh, I, I don't think there's a team in the league that couldn't use him. I mean, if, if nothing else, as a complimentary back. Because right now, I mean, take Pittsburgh, for example. How many carries and how many touches does Najee Harris have? You know, what I mean, <laughs> exactly. So if you can get a guy to – you don't even have to split some carries. Just take a few off his hands throughout the course of a game. You're going to free him up and keep him a little bit fresh longer, and uh, he might be that difference maker towards the end of the season or even in the playoffs. And so that's one element to it. Uh, but I think that the way that, that all these offenses are operating as well is uh, there's multiple backs. You know, there's, uh, there's two-headed monsters. Some teams have three-headed monsters. I mean, it's just, you know, you get one running back, you uh, let him run the ball, cook for a while – Six, seven carries, and boom—you got another guy in there. Six, seven carries, another guy. Six, seven carries. Just keep them fresh, keep them going, keep them going, and that's how you know that's how these teams are operating these days. So the running back position is just not. Uh, treated the same way as it used to be I think it's unfortunate but I, I know one thing for the draft coming up that means there's gonna be a ton of talent uh sprinkled throughout the whole course of the NFL draft over the course of the three days
0: no yeah i'm I'm right with you that there's gonna be some interesting talent and and what we, what we what be crazy is like these are be guys that you know might have been really first round you know guys. Yeah. Who people will say, oh, see, they got him in the third round. You you don't need a running back. That guy was a third round. Like, no, that guy should have gone first. Like, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry went in the second round because that was also one, that was also a ridiculous year of running backs to pick. But two, people undervalue that that guy. If you think that there were some of those teams in the first round, they knew that he was going to be Derrick Henry, that they would have passed on him. I mean, imagine with him, so like, imagine if the Patriots had gotten Derrick Henry and what he could have done for Tom Brady's final. Like, that would have been a nightmare. Um, you know, but, I'm so uh, angry but he,
1: about that Derek Henry pick, man. You're bringing up you're bringing up memories ooh. that I don't like to share. I'm I angry ain't, ain't about a, that. What happened? What happened? The Raiders selected one pick before Derek Henry, Jahad Ward. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Jahad Ward and I was pounding they needed a running back I was pounding the table for Derrick Henry get Derrick Henry get Derrick Henry roll tide All I mean everything I could say to try to motivate them <laughs> to get Derrick Henry and they went with Jahad freaking Ward and I think that he's you know still hovering around the league a little bit he might be in India I know he was with the Giants for a quick minute but the point is maybe he's in Baltimore now I don't know but I mean that that lets you know right now uh that he's not made a big impact anywhere and Derrick Henry is well like you mentioned Derrick Henry so there you go
0: right but again I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out who does make a difference uh when it come when it comes to the running back position and where they- and where they land but Q, before we go, I got to ask you, what are other what are other players or groups that you're really excited to see in the, in the combine over the next couple of
1: days? The only ones that matter, Chris, the only ones that matter. DBs, DBs win <laughs> games line, yeah. every <laughs> I don't know why you even asked me a dumb question like that. The <laughs> only position that matters is DBs because DBs win games. Sauce Gardner, let's go. That's my Man. guy he's gonna yeah, be gone yeah, early excited. I see you yeah he's gonna be gone early but that's my guy
0: okay I feel you I feel uh, this is gonna be an interesting year for for cornerbacks for me because you know Derek Stingley is a guy that when LSU won the title with Joe Burrow I mean yep. we're talking not to what two years ago yep. everyone was like yeah that guy's gonna be he was a freshman he was a true yeah, freshman. A freshman like pe- people were like yeah he's he's gonna be gone then you got Andrew Booth Jr And Ahmad Gardner, and then there's still guys like Trent McDuffie and Roger McCreary, who everyone's like, "Yeah, those guys are first round graded corners too." Where do they fall? And but and this is what I said this on the Locked On Steelers podcast about wide receivers. All those forty times, that's going to jump all these guys up into the earlier part of the first round. That's going to change the trajectory of how we see certain players fitting in different spots. The same thing goes for cornerbacks and safeties. When if if a corner, if say Roger McCreary runs a, a, a four three something, right. Everyone's gonna be like, "Well, put him up at the top yeah. of the lizard. You know, yeah. they're they're gonna do that with him. You know, say Ahmad Gardner runs runs a four two. Say he runs a four five. People are gonna be like, "Oh, well." The, the people are gonna say, "But well, maybe he should jump back." It's gonna cause all these debates that we'll talk about for two months before the before before the NFL draft. It's going to be insane. But this is part of why the combine is
1: fun. Yep, yep. There's less than sixty days away. Just just so you know. From the first uh first round of the draft. It's like fifty six officially, something like that. Fifty six or fifty five. It's gonna be here before you know it. I'm excited. And oh, by the way, it's literally gonna be here before you know it. It will be in Las Vegas. So <laughs> let's go. There you
0: go. So you'll get you'll get us all the exclusives, right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Go. All right, so when, so when, so when Sauce Gardner goes to the Steelers at twenty, he's not going to be there on, at twenty. <laughs> no way he's going to be there.
1: <laughs> Sauce ain't going to make it out
0: the top ten, brother. <laughs> nah, yeah, he's he, he's going to be long gone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, but but anyways, point being, it's an exciting time. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to break down on this channel about the NFL scouting, scouting combine Bo Brack will be back here on Monday to talk about all the results Q and I just had to hit y'all with all our knowledge on the quarterbacks and wide receivers that we saw and how it's going to play out as we see things going on. We'll be back next week to break down more of what we saw here and how free agency setting up because that's also yeah, around the buddy. corner. Don't lose sight of that. If you're watching this, I think it's what eleven days uh, from this. So this is the, this is coming out on the fourth of March. So in eleven days, free agency is going to start back up, and it's going to be crazy because this is the most money the NFL has ever had to spend on free agents. It's going to set new, uh, new dynamics, new spending terms. How people are going to how how do people pay for certain positions? All that's going to start getting defined. It's going to create some interesting conversations. We'll be talking about that next week when we're back on the Friday edition. Q. It's always fun to do the show with you, man. Uh, pleasure to, to to do the Friday show. Set people into the weekend with, with with some with some great conversation with
1: you, man. Let people let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. uh you can find everything I do on Twitter, man. At your boy Q two five four again. At your boy Q two five four. Locked on bets. Locked on Raiders. Locked on NFL. It's all right there. It's like a GPS, man. At your boy Q two five four. What about you, Chris? I'm at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram. Do follow me. Uh, check out all my work.
0: I cover, I cover, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, pit football, pit basketball. I talk NFL draft. Uh, there's all sorts of things that that I'm always doing. And of course, I host the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you host the Locked On Raiders podcast, where we're breaking down your team Monday through Friday, just like you're, we're breaking down the NFL Monday through Friday, right here free and available on all podcasting platforms but especially apple spotify google Podcasts, odyssey and of course youtube like this video if you saw it on youtube subscribe to the locked on nfl channel and all of our channels to get all of our great content from chris carter and q have a great weekend enjoy the rest of the combine this show will be back here on monday with more
1: great content on the locked on nfl podcast